Yeah. So she was there throughout the entire timeline of the Secret Channel Farm Metalhead. You know what, mate? I've never seen her and the Secret Metalhead in the same room together. Neither have I. Hello and welcome to Temple of Bleh, um, episode five. It's, it's a weekly metal news roundup show um, with my sen. We're episode four. It? We're a month old today. Fuck off. No, we're a month old today, man. All right, fair enough. I'm, I might not even bother with the, the, the episode numbers at any point because it's just going to get too confusing and I'm not even keeping track, apparently. <laughs> anyway, it's a metal news roundup show where we talk metal news even in the middle of a pandemic when no one's doing fucking anything. Um <laughs> Anyway, I'm Jim, and, and with me is my co-host, Raw. right? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I've, yeah, um, good, good. And I think I've finally hit my limit on the on the squats. Yeah, which like, is? Um, today, no, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only squatting 40, mm. but I had two days off. So right. I think just coming back to it, I'm like, ooh, this is what yeah. being in unsecure feels like. But I yeah. fucking smashed it, and it was fine. Just, just, just to tell you this now, Jim, the woman, she squatted 100 kilo for three reps the other week. Really? Yeah. The other week, does that mean she's moved further along now? No, she hasn't done anything since then because I think the the pain of it was was a bit a bit too much. But yeah, Jesus. three times down, three times up, man. I was fucking That's there, fucking there, man. I'm going steady as she goes, though. Yeah. So yeah. One day you can you can reach the heights of girl squats. So good for you, mate. Dude, apparently I, I've got um, I do stripper squats because I, I straighten my back out <laughs> and it's arched a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until I was told it today. No, you want to keep your back at a nice 45-degree-ish angle, no rounding anywhere. Tip for you to keep your back in the right condition is before you squat, do you know you do a pull-up where you pull yourself up over the bar? Do mm-hmm. that with the squat bar, pull that tight down into your shoulders, and then once you've got that locked in, squat the fuck down and jump back up again. Okay. But what if I want to have a stripper back? Uh, you're probably end up breaking it when you actually go up to proper weight. Well, then I'll have to retire my stripping, my pole <laughs> career. <laughs> Your pole career. I'll do it as a crippled stripper because there'll be a market for that somewhere. Somewhere on the internet. Somewhere. Somewhere. Male, male strippers with broken backs. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of names. Anyway, what, what are you going to <laughs> Anything of substance? Yeah. Uh, the weekend I attended the uh, first ever Bloodstuck Festival. Oh, I need a festival report. Go. <laughs> Uh, it was good. We we all went to a living room in Sheffield. We all got dressed in Hawaiian gear. We got horrendously drunk. Me and the woman decided to splash out. And it is a thing for a gym. This will this will shock you to your Yorkshire car. <laughs> Guess how much we spent on six cans of beer? Oh, it can't be more than a tenner. Oh, it can. Oh, go on. Is it special? Is it a special can? Oh yeah, they're all they're all deepers. We got really into deepers when we were in um, Devon. We got into uh, Big Job, <laughs> which is uh, St. Austell's double IPA, which is fucking gorgeous. So oh, we, we probably got into deepers, and I told her went deepers are a dangerous and expensive habit. So uh, d- d- have, have another guess. Six cans, thirty Six quid. Cans. Nope. <sighs> Come on. Forty-five quid. Fuck off. Nope. <laughs> what 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 percentage were they? Like eight, nine. They're just that nice. They were, they were pretty nice. They were, 
they were worth about a five. I'd have paid a five or a can and been happy with it. Whereas I did have a Yorkshire Art Attack when I uh, left the beer shop. I had to go directly to Morrison's, buy a Timmy Taylor's bolt maker just to just to put me on a just put me on a fucking even feel again. <laughs> it's like when you watch an episode of Friends after a horror film to even you out before you go to yeah, bed. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I walked out <laughs> walked out the shop, got without uh, distance of the place because I quite like the place, and did the usual ah ah fucking much whilst clutching my chest. <laughs> fair enough fair enough it sounds like um that's my version of kentucky breakfast style yeah yeah kentucky breakfast style which is dangerous shit it is indeed yeah and uh so we, we drunk all those then we got started on the rum and then I ended up at three in the morning learning how to do a handstand for the first time in my life and i think i uh, pulled something in my knee oh fantastic uh the first couple of handstands just involved me hurling myself at the wall and trying to shoulder it up which just involved me smashing my head off a wall and that's like, how you know it's the best one yeah but then they were telling me then i figured out you start like put your arms forward and at the same time you kick your right leg up and then that propels you over and then yeah you go so well, i now have the same athletic ability as an eight-year-old girl ah oh, brilliant that's better than what it was before though Yes, for a man my size, that is uh, that is quite impressive. I'd say. Yeah. So, there we go. Do you do, do you do anything remotely musical while you're at uh, Bloodstock? Uh, we listen to music. We introduced a woman to the Maclads. Um, we also listened to the. Um, now this is this is well worth checking out for you and everyone. There's a ten minute long video where uh, Herman Lee and Sam Turpman from Dragon Force write a Sabaton song. Oh, great! And the Sabaton song is fucking brilliant. I've had it stuck in my head. Uh, just, just as a little sample, uh, the chorus goes, "War, war, we love the war." <laughs> <laughs> and this on Herman Lee's Twitch stream. I think it might be. Yeah, I've heard he's been doing stuff like this. He mm. does all, all sorts on it. He does all sorts of interviews. Yeah. And he just literally writes Dragon Force songs. Yeah. Because no one's going to nick it because he's got the copyright because he's written it there and then it's already been broadcast. Yeah, but yeah, it just, it just talks about our Sabaton. <laughs> we're like, going, yeah, you know, they they came on one of our first tours. You know, really good guys. They go, but but the songs are a bit a bit simple. They're like, yeah, we could we could write a Sabaton song in about twenty minutes. It's like, yeah, cool, let's do, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like the music's spot on, the lyrics are piss tech, but they're sort of like spot on piss tech sort of thing. But yeah, it's like if you took away the lyrics. It could be like a really rough cut off a Sabaton demo. Does it start with the guitar riff going run da da dun da da dun da da dun It's just got the it's just got the Sabaton sort of like dun da da dun riff, but then it's the synths and keyboards in the background that just make it and like the like rising chorus like the ha 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 ha. It's fucking brilliant. Sabaton force. Yes, that was the only musical related thing we did. It was just getting wanked in camping chairs indoors. Oh, that's all right. A bit cloudy and a bit rainy, so yeah. yeah. And there was and there was party bags. Oh. <laughs> what was in the party bag? Was it like the ones you get at Wacken? Um, better. There was uh, pineapple to drink out of. There was uh, chocolate coins. There was a random poster from a back issue of Metal Hammer. <laughs> um, there was our festival wristbands. What the fuck else? Was I like there? it was. Um, I oh, like sunglasses. It was a nostalgia bag for just. Remember when metal was a thing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> remember when remember metalheads wore black weed art? So there we go. A <laughs> <laughs> times I've had that at a festival, though. Someone's come up and said, oh, I'm looking for my friend. She's wearing a black T-shirt and black jeans and what? her hair's black. That's why we started wearing Hawaiian shirt at um, Ammerfest. A, so we could just spot each other, and B, because the Welsh are miserable and we were just trying to cheer at Wales. <laughs> but it didn't Did work. It work? 
no, no, the alternative is really miserable instead, as and then more and more people started doing it. I'm like, aha! So, Were yeah. these jokers then? So yeah, I am uh, laying claim that I and me alone <laughs> are responsible for Hawaiian shirts at Mel and Kings. I was the one who started it. <laughs> it's better but, than fucking back scratcher. It is better than butt scratcher. I wasn't even. Is it butt scratcher, not back scratcher? Yeah, it was a Family Guy. Yeah, it was butt scratcher. Yeah. From oh, I thought it was back. I thought it was back scratcher. We, I weren't even there at that. I haven't been to a download, so I don't know. But I know that was a download thing. It was definitely a download thing. Yeah. Defo. Yeah. Uh, shall we move on to our favourite section, which is obituaries? <laughs> yeah. Because every fucking week someone's every dying on us. Every fucking week, man, yeah. Every fucking week. This one's a sad one, isn't it? This is the worst one, man. Yeah, worst, man. One so, worst one so far. Mm. Um, this, this one's Riley Gale of Power Trip, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, man. No details shared. Everyone's fucking gutted. Massive yeah. missed opportunity. Fuck yes. That's it. That's it, man. Can't say any more than... What anyone else has said apart from fucking was it was it you and you you played me swing of the axe when we were coming home from Anarchor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're yeah, like, dude, yeah, you got two to years ago, fucking hell. Yeah, two years ago, man. Yeah, and you're like, dude, you got to check these out. We're gonna go see him live at some time. We missed him live, and then I saw him at Bloodstock when they played, and they were fucking good, man. Mm, yeah, I, I unfortunately didn't see him. I was scheduled well. I was set to see him when I supported Lamb of God on this round um, of European dates, which have now been moved to next year. Oh, dude, that would have been fucking wicked, man. Power Trip yep. and Lamb of God in the same gig. Someone else, someone else as well. Is it, is it Megadeth or something? I can't remember. No, can't be that juice worthy. Well, then, yeah. I've, 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 it, either way, fucking shit, anyway. Uh, shit, so I hope they take the time to, you know grieve do it all properly but then i hope they find some guy who can do it all justice ah uh, leave that as it is i think mm. um it depends because we've seen many uh many great things come of situations like this not great things but you know mm. many sort of like different directions have been seized and people have come in and, and made a lot better obviously like acds is a big example mm. um and what well, other examples of this Sort of thing. If someone was to take the mantle in Power Trip, where the else has that happened apart from ACDC? Well, DC, there was Derek Green in Sepultura. He's not dead though, is he? Is Max Cavalera dead and not re- no? Max Cavalera is dead. So it's, di- it's different context completely, isn't yeah. it? Because he can replace singers, you know, yeah. hither and thither. Adam Lambert in Queen. He's not dead. Oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> you can't you can't mention that without mentioning the Paul Rogers phase. Ah yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Phil Linnett, I guess. I think I mentioned this last week, actually. Yeah, we obviously they, they had a guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they moved on to being Black Star. Yeah, maybe the. I don't know, yeah. It's the one for another time that, how they'd proceed, yeah. to be yeah, honest. But I think this is one of them where it's a, it's a no disrespect thing, but all those other bands were huge when they lost their lead singer, so it was like. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the special thing. The, the special thing about Power Trip was yeah. the delivery of that vocal. Yeah, and, true, man. That's why I'm saying, like, I hope someone can do something with that, you know, justice with that sort of, you know. Mm. That's what I mean. But yeah, when you get rid of a singer, it's one thing. But then when the dude fucking dies, and you know, no one's, you know, there's nothing about him being ill because people can fucking prepare them when it's just out of the fucking blue, and like the dude's just gone. It's like fuck, man. Yeah, it's been it's it's a really weird one to try and contend with. Mm. You can't like you can't just slot it in the oh well sort of mm. sort of 
you can't compartmentalize it in that way like you would perhaps some other uh, people passing on but because we were we're sat on our fucking buggy boards over by the surf ready for the wave to come and catch us yeah yeah, and the wave's not going to come now or at least it Uh won't come in the form that we we thought it was and i think that's everyone's lost out for that yeah but yeah it's one of these like we're fucking gutted about it so yeah yeah, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna drink some scotch uh, while recording tonight uh, in honor of Riley Gale. However, yeah. I'm off to Asda after this, so decaf coffee it is. He's just gonna <laughs> have to put up with it. Yeah, well, we'll um, we'll do a proper Riley Gale thrash tribute at some point in some fashion. I am very very sure, Jim. Um, okay, um, do do we want some raw getting back to his normal <laughs> his normal self now? With with my yeah. using, um. In Flames have released an album, mm-hmm. which is a re-recording of Clayman. Oh, don't listen to it. Okay, it's fucking terrible. They've, they've, taken, all, they've taken all the balls out of it. Is that because In Flames, In Flames, Clayman, once again, special place in my heart was I saw them supporting Slipknot. Did we see him supporting Slipknot? Uh, maybe. No. No, there was a bit. There was a bit. There was a period where I saw him a million times, but I still yeah. haven't heard. I only. I've only heard Come Clarity. Oh, dude, no, you want to listen to Clayman, the original, but yeah, they were playing songs off of that, because I heard Bullet Ride, I think, was the first, it was either Bullet Ride or Pinball Map, one of them two, I think it was Pinball Map, but anyway, it's not like, you know, all the stuff I was into was all the new metal stuff, you know, and there's everyone with all the, you know, weird, weird air and short spike, yeah, you see in Flames Live, it's just four Swedish dudes, you know, five Swedish dudes just fucking all windmilling at the same fucking time, mm. and like, dude, I want to get into this shit, then that opened up the entire, you know, Gothenburg death metal stuff, and all that, all that crap. So yeah, Clayman was this thing, but no, they've just re-recorded it for some reason. Made up most of the vocals clean and taken all the balls off the fucking, uh, you know, recording. I read, I was reading one review today because this is what reminded me of it. And it was like, oh, audio files will enjoy it. Well, it's like, well, I'm not a fucking audio file. I'm a knuckle dragging <laughs> metalhead, so I want bollocks and fucking ass vocals. Mm. But you might enjoy it, but it's interesting how you say that. Like when the balls come out of it, because. I was watching um, some clips from the new Metallica live album, mm. and they were playing "Nothing Else Matters," mm. and everything in that performance was really good, except the solo. And he didn't, mm. James didn't fuck up the solo or anything, but it's just the way he plays it. It kind of like when you compare it to the album and some of the performances, yeah. the solo kind of it occupies the entire space. It's like the entire wall of sounds being driven forward by that solo. But when I heard yeah. it live, there were some performances, especially in this S and M too, where it's just kind of like. He's not going through the motions as such, but mm. he's done it so many times now, and the tone of it is so kind of clean. Mm. It doesn't feel like it's driving the music yeah, forward yeah. anymore. It's not occupying the same space. He's like leaving gaps between notes so he can do some fiddly bits, and it's like, ah, yeah. that's weird. It's, but the, but the yeah. point about that is it's weird how some of the, from a production standpoint, there are just some tonality aspects that can take the balls out of things and can take the momentum out mm. of things. And I'm wondering if it's that's the same thing in I, the... Um... I, I think it might be, mate. I think what I'd, what I'd recommend you do is you listen to In Flames, Clayman, the first album first. Yeah, mm. just start, sit down, 45 minutes, start to get, finish. Get into it and then... Get, get into it and yeah. then listen to the new version and then you will see what my problem... Uh, you more than anyone will probably see what my problem is because you'll go, oh, that's brilliant from this sound point of view. I get why Dave doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that there are two worlds that are linked very closely. It's just how we articulate it. Mm. Like, like I, yeah, you just want your knuckle-dragging... Shit, yeah. and I, I want to understand. <laughs> I, I want to understand why a song works for some people and not others. 
I just want to bang my head, mate. That's all I want to do. I, I know. I know, mate. To, to only certain things, as uh, my feature next week will uh, will illustrate. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should, do you want to move it up to me? Yeah, why not? Uh, Kerry King is doing a Ooh. solo album. Is there? Interesting. With, um, it's pretty much all but confirmed that it's Paul uh, Bostaff on drums. Nice. Um, rumours that Gary Holt's involved and rumours that Phil Anselmo's involved. <laughs> so it's, it's Slayer. It's <laughs> not Mariah. It's just Phil Anselmo picking up a bass block. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> Angel of motherfucking death! I wonder, I can not really heard much of the Anselmo stuff since Down. Yeah. And um, On Minor. I don't because Downs it's not fast, it's more soulful. So what uh, I'm saying, I haven't heard Phil Anselmo in a Cowboys from Hell S context going that fast in a while, but I know he's doing he's performing vulgar display of power with his solo band. So yeah. he must still be at it so, in that sense. Some super giant ritual songs are fast. But they're also like they're rooted in hardcore, whereas Kerry yeah. King's rooted in thrash. Um yeah. I'm just I'm just saying I've i I can picture Phil doing Kerry King. I can yeah. definitely picture him doing it 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. But I don't know about now. I, as in, I haven't seen it, it now. I'll be interested to see it. it. Dude, it might not even be thrash. It might be like it might be like down, where it's kind of like you got all these guys from bands where, oh yeah, they're a bit sludgy sort of thing, but then they've slowed it right down and they've gone somewhere completely different. It might be in a fucking Kerry King's Doom Metal project where it's like, I... yeah... I just want to chill playing one fucking chord going for five minutes and then playing another note, you know. I, I, I figured, like, if he was doing... Because there was talk of, like, a G3-esque band with Dimebag, Zach, and, and Kerry King, like, a, yeah. you know, going around doing guitar stuff. And I thought, oh, well, if this is, like, a Kerry King solo album, I wonder if there's actually going to be no vocalist. And it's, like... And then I started, like, wandering around, like, where else does that happen? It's usually, like, your big prog metal bands and stuff. Mm. And I'm thinking, oh, right, well, Kerry King's not... Pro- he's anti-prog. He might be the first anti-prog... Prog Solo back. guitarist, yeah. <laughs> Anti-prog, reverse prog. Yeah. Regress. Oh, regression metal. Yes. <laughs> that's just war metal. Reg metal. <laughs> yeah, Reg so that's Kerry. That's Kerry. Ke- Obviously, we don't know jack shit. No. Other than that, but it sounds like sounds like a bit of a laugh, doesn't it? Interesting. Yeah, man. Okay. Uh, do you want do you want my next one? No, but you're going to tell me anyway. So I am indeed. Uh, Metallica have a range of knuckle bones figurines coming out of them on their side-wide to self-destruct tour. <laughs> I think I saw this before I jumped on, you know. Yes, yes so that's, that's happening. That's happening. I've, got, I've got a Metallica thing, but I'm saving it for the end because it's more of a rant. All right, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that. So if you want a pretty well-sculpted uh, figure of all of Metallica-looking looking not young then yeah buy them they're out have you, have you got any like models and things like that of, of, of like bands not not just of shit uh, no no I don't actually I've got I've got no I've I'm got just... a I've got a trooper Eddie yeah and then I've got a mate who just habitually every, every year buys me a new Avengers uh, <laughs> what was it funk pop pop funk one of the little yeah, rattle things yeah. yeah so I'm trying to find fucking places for them I'm just, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking around my room now of what sort of like figurines and stuff I've got. I've got I've got none. I've got um what I do have is I have a framed picture of an eight the cast of an eighties Robin Hood TV series that I found in a charity shop up on my wall. 
Because <laughs> when me and uh, Baddison were living together, we we saw that and we're like, that's that's going in the house. That's going in the house somewhere. That's that's it. Yeah, it's going in the house. I think that's the thing with these models, though. It's like you first you're a massive fan of a band, you're like, I need the fucking Eddie model. I need the Eddie model model. Yeah. And now when you get to our age, you're like, this is like perfect man cave furnishings, mm. but mm. it needs to be perfect. Yeah, no, I don't. Have, I don't I, yeah, I got I got t-shirts. I got bandanas. I got flags. I've finally started a patch collection. So that's that's it for music merch. Right? Oh, I've I've got two for you then. I've got a Wacken 2008 one and an Eval one. Although I may ah. have, I may, I may have already dedicated those for um yeah. to, to 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 Bob. Yeah, so because I'm doing an entirely black and white one. Oh, sweet. I'm doing an entirely black and white patch jacket, so so yeah. For what? For the colorblind? Yeah, yeah, for the for the colorblind, yes, Jim. It's my way of showing support for the colorblind. <laughs> oh, someone's got to fucking do it, haven't they? Yeah, and and obscure black metal bands that have really really cool looking fucking patches and shit. But I do listen to the band. I don't just buy it mm-hmm. because the patch is cool. I see a cool patch, I listen to the band, and if I like them, I buy the patch. I don't just buy the patch because it's cool before oh. anyone accuses me of that. I've just seen I've got a Darth Maul kicking about Ooh. down my desk. Just, just yeah. randomly wandering about trying to duel you to fate. No, I, I, I was um, cleaning out some boxes at my parents' house, and I just saw it, and I was like, what the fuck, I must have got this as a kid. Mm. I completely forgot about it, yeah. you still got that C-3PO costume. Nah, I'm a fuck. <laughs> the one for seven-year-olds I wore when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, the, the best, worst practical joke. Yeah. I ever performed on um, a mega corporation such as Cineworld, who are laughing now because I've got their Cineworld card. <laughs> and they're taking yeah. £18 pounds from me every month yeah, so I can so... watch mediocre films like Tenet. <laughs> oh, was that mediocre? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wank, mate. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even... Right. And I, and I, you know, like, when I talk about sound and things, you fucking roll your yeah. eyes, but you can't actually hear what they're saying. Oh, right. I will, I will, like, it's, it's really bad. I wouldn't, you know what? I, this is one where I came out of it going, I might like this in a few years and I give it a few more rewatches, but I would not recommend anyone goes to the cinema for that. Right. We, right. That's, that's off the list of things to do then. Cool. That was, yeah, I've just saved you 20 quid. Yeah, I was waiting for reviews. So, uh, yeah, nice one, Chase, that, mate. That's, uh, that's mucho appreciated. It's all right. Instead, nope. check what 40th anniversary films are on at your cinema, local cinema world, such as Flash yeah. Gordon. Yes. Um, right, do you want... Have I, have I given you another... Oh, no, um, it's my turn on news, isn't it? On news, yeah. So I saw them live streams. I saw the down live stream and, and the trivia live stream. I when we got into Phil Anselmo, yeah. It's fucking... It, the the trivia one was good. It was like a Zoom one. Mm. Um, but you weren't paying for it. It was free. Mm. Um, and they were literally like, right, this is the new rehearsal space. Let's just fucking stick a camera in corner and let's play all these songs I haven't played in fucking ages. Uh, and they got 20,000 people watching them, so it was like, you know, no small money there. No, not at all. Not no, that all. was dead good. They, uh, You know what, man? They played um, uh, Executioner's Tax as well, Swing of the Axe. Um, oh, okay. But for, yeah, that's worth a watch because they didn't, they didn't do too badly. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, man. And then the down one was really interesting because I was like, I didn't know what to expect. It was $9. Um, but I know down as characters are like the fairly laid back people. So I thought, is this going to be a zoom one or are we going to get something out of this? And, um, the experience was very reminiscent of the first time they did the reunion tour in 2006. Cause mm. it was like, it wasn't down in concert. It was an evening with down and yeah. 
as the support act, they had like they had like a video of like a lot of home movies and the, not the style of Pantera home videos. Like it wasn't as frantic yeah. as that. It was just them dicking about videos of bands they like that stuff from Kiss and Motorhead on there, yeah. um, and some like old life footage. And it was kind of like it was really cool stuff like that. And they did the same thing for this live stream. They had about forty five minutes of them just dicking about in New Orleans and talking about um, Nola. Obviously, because it's twenty five oh, years since cool. Nola came out, and yeah. then they um, went on stage. And it was just it was just a fucking little, little rehearsal studio um, with giant fuck off screens at each side of the stage, mm. professionally done. It, it was really good. The stream cut out at some point, but that's to be expected. Oh. And to be fair, right? It's the best I've heard Phil sounding in a long ass time. This is good for all the live shit he's going to be doing, isn't it? So. Yeah, I don't know what's. It could he look? I'm not going to lie, man. The guy looks tired, but yeah. he he could be stoned and he could just be getting on. But it was like one of those where. Like yeah. Rob Alford looks tired as fuck all the time, but he's delivering every night. And I think that's what that, that's what Anselmo's looking looking for. That's his career path. He's like, ah, oh, fucking hell, I'll, I'll I'll reach for the extra donut. Temptation, there it was. Temptation's donuts. <laughs> so he's reaching for the donut, but he's he's sounding fucking good. So I can't yes. fault him. Did you buy your uh, shirt to support the Huma people? Who are they, Huma people? They are a. Uh, I found out about this today because was I was looking on the down webs because it's also on the down website about this uh, about the live stream and it's like the the Huma people. They're a Native American tribe that live in their area of Louisiana. Oh, dude, they had a guy come out and yeah. play um, "Bury Me in Smoke" on his little drum. That'll be him. It was a, yeah. it was Ace. Yeah, but the 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 cool thing about it is they've got a T-shirt and it's very very um Jordan Peterson because it's got some crayfish or lobster claws on it. So I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's not like Nola dominance hierarchy. Get your lobster claws out. So yeah, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> I bet he cleans his room before the Gestapo knocks Hell his door yeah. down. Hell yes, mate. Hell yes. But yeah, it was dead good. Um, I'd even I'd even recommend people buy it after the fact if they're replaying it, which I think they are for a few days. Cool. Yeah, I might even bang it on later. Cool. I'm thinking of getting involved in the uh, live stream game as well this Saturday. Oh, I. Behemoth are doing one. Shit, son. Yeah, Didn't know about that. It's an interactive 4K experience in a church in Poland where they're going to be doing satanic rituals <laughs> and shit. Oh, so no. With a satanic ritual in there where they're going to desecrate a church. In times uh, like these where things are all hitting the fan, is you're hard pressed to find anyone that's actively trying to like bring about the end of the world on a live stream. They're proactively trying to make the place worse. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna like invert some crosses, play "Oh Father, Oh Satan, Oh Son" in a church, and I'm probably gonna be get watching it getting hammered on red wine for the occasion. So yeah, it's gonna be fucking Krieg, mate. Yep, I'm all in. Yeah. Um, any Have you got any more? I do. To finish up, uh, this might be a regular occurrence now. It is Raw's favourite band I have never heard of before, but just picked them on the band. Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, Raw's favourite band of this week is a band called Commando Baphomet, and that's Commando with a K. Baphomet. <laughs> Commando Baphomet. I haven't listened to anything by them. They're only available on Bandcamp, so they've got a new album out. Okay. I made uh, a note. Good, and the run-up to that is a band called Infection from Peru. Now, this wasn't on the band's name. This is the album name. Now, Jim, are you, are you prepared for this album name? Hang on, is the band called Infection from Peru? Yeah, no, they're called Infection, but they're from Peru. Oh, right. Oh, it would have been so good if because we could have been Infection from you. Anyway, go on. Yes, but, okay, so, Infection, 
from Peru. Uh, I think I just thought I'd point that out because you don't get many South American bands apart from fucking Sepultura. But anyway, the album is called Beheaded Children Contest. <laughs> that's that's my mic drop. That's my news drop. Yep. I'm leaving the news with that. <laughs> so Commander Baphomet. Commander Baphomet is in... You know, Baphomet. The, the Baphomet, yeah. Perfection. <clears throat> yep. Headless children. <laughs> Headless. Fucking hell. All right, cool. Test. Yeah. Right, I'll add them to I'll add them to our ever-growing Spotify playlist of bands that you've referenced. Yep. <laughs> Along with Dream Troll and uh, Alien Weaponry. Fucking Alien Weaponry. Oh, um, coincidentally, we I've uh, one of one of my sources as a uh, completely unrelated to the conversation we had about. Alien weaponry and me thinking the new bassist should be a big uh, Polynesian-looking motherfucker. Um, I might have been ranting on about this uh, uh, Bloodstock because uh, <laughs> uh, one of my mates has sent me a band called uh, Shepherd's Rain, and that's rain spelled as in you know yep. rain of rain the and blood. Yeah, yep, yep, spelled like that. And they are all uh, big uh, Samoan-looking motherfuckers. And he's like, "This is what alien. This is what you think alien weaponry looks like when you hear them." So, if, if you want to look at a picture of Shepherd's Rain whilst listening to alien weaponry, feel free. <laughs> there's a new there's a new genre there, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, like catfish metal. We were we were got at Bloodstock last year where we were all dressed in our Hawaiian outfits. We got very very drunk and decided that there needs to be a Hawaiian themed black metal band that we were going to call Hula Goat. <laughs> and on the way back home, I was just there driving, thinking of lyrics about dark Polynesian gods. So yeah, that might <laughs> one day. That'd work. <laughs> right, uh, I'm going to yeah. join to do my my. My last um, news bit. Oh, yes, please, mate. Yes, please. I can feel something in the air, mate. <laughs> yeah. I'm see. I'm seeing two things. I'm mm-hmm. seeing wholesome viral videos of Dave Grohl. Yeah. And I'm seeing news reports that Kirk Hammett has over a thousand song ideas, which can wow. only mean one thing. There's a new album cycle for both the Foo Fighters and fucking Metallica. <laughs> Interesting. Now, you know how they have like a... Um, uh, like Twitter, there's a Twitter and like Reddit and some other social media that have like these tacton filters that you can enable that like yeah. filters out all US politics because obviously that's what dominates the um, the yeah, internet yeah. these days. And it's a great thing. I wish they could do the same for fucking Dave Grohl. <laughs> it's just like every two years I've got to put up with him interacting with children every fucking day. It's not his fault though. It's all these fucking triad media platforms which is rich for me to say. But it does my fucking nutting every day. I think in this one he's he's having a drum off with a nine year old or something. I did see that actually. I did I did see that when looking for quality content for this podcast. But um, obviously, um, <laughs> it's more important than Dave Grohl playing drums with kids. <laughs> Maybe he was having a beheaded children contest. We don't know. Hey, uh, but what I thought we should do in the Metallica front is um, I thought we could come up with the Temple of Blair Metallica um, press. Oh, right. The Metallica article um, bingo card. Yes. Yeah, because like every time there's a Metallica album cycle, you hear the same fucking shit every time. So I've, I want I want nine ideas that we can put on a bingo card and we can keep it put, throwing it out there and ticking it off as we get it up to this new album coming out. All right, all right. I've got I've got three to start off with. Yeah, go right. on. 
One of them is um, Lars Ulrich or Kirk Hammett saying, tell you what, man, this album, it feels like 1985. <laughs> it feels yeah. like 1985 again. Yeah. Um, over 50 songs written. Yeah. Different from Kirk Hammett's 50, 600,000 ideas, whatever it is. Yeah. They always say they've got like 80 songs and only 10 yeah. will make the cut and all that shit. And then they'll sing Rob Trujillo's um, praises. Saying, yeah. oh yeah, he's brought in loads of good ideas yeah. as the newest member of Metallica being, there, member for, of Metallica being there, there for 17 fucking years. Yeah, being there longer than Jason so I, Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, need to, I need six more ideas of um, typical things you hear in the Metallica sort of album cycle. Um, I think, I don't know if we can include these as one or the only get a tick if they mentioned multiple times, but groundbreaking and legendary. That they're always they're always thrown around with any Metallica press release. Mm. Yep. Groundbreaking, legendary. Um, I don't know. We need. Uh, well, I think we need to meditate on this one. We need to meditate on this one. Um, but yeah, this is this is. Uh, oh, there's got to be a countdown. There's always a countdown. Yeah. Like on on the website, it's like 19 oh, days. Yeah. yeah. Like you think, oh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a new single. It's gonna be a new song, and it's always 19 days until they tell you the date of something substantial yep. happening. Yep. Yep. And there'll be a song about um, Hetfield's latest spate with addiction. I was going to say Hetfield's battles. Hetfield's battles will be mentioned. <laughs> Hetfield's war against himself. Yeah, Hetfield's war against Hetfield. Uh, and that's six out of nine. That's not bad, is it? That's not bad, but we'll we'll definitely have a meditate. I might might read some old Metallica press releases uh just maybe maybe we maybe we think of maybe we think of two more but then we have a wild card each. So we have we have we have one that's highly unlikely but but if it got in there it'd just it'd just be perfect. But you still need some Hail Marys. Yeah yeah some 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 complete Hail Marys like uh, oh yeah like uh I don't know like uh Dave Mustaine duet or something like that. I don't know some, yeah, <laughs> I've got another, I've got another one that is going to happen, which is oh, we're using riffs from 1982 that we had in our back pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've we've brought uh, we've brought Cliff Burton back by hologram, and <laughs> Rob, Rob Trio just fucks off and they go fuck off, new kid or something something like that. You know, how about a um oh fucking hell, I had it then. It's on tip of my tongue. Shh, shh, shh. Oh, another sequel song like an Unforgiven Four. Yes, <laughs> yes, Unforgiven Four. <laughs> Or anything else, it could be like Battery Bone Two, Battery Recha- Two, Recharged Battery. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Master of Puppets, EGI effects. Um, okay, so how many? I think we got eight now. One, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight. See, you see, it's so fucking tedious. Every fucking like few years, it comes rolling around. <laughs> Um, warm up European tour. Warm up European tour. Um, featuring one or two new songs. Yeah, yeah. I take it we're. Um, are we are we springing money again for warm up European tour? I'd, I'd spring money again for warm up European tour. If I'm being honest. I put fucking yeah. Let's go down Lab Brooks. <laughs> See what they fucking say. I might be dad pay for it this time. Like, oh, you <laughs> man, stump up, I paid for the last one. <laughs> right, so, so just like, so, so version 0.1 of the Metallica yeah. um, article bingo in the run-up to this new album cycle. Uh, yep. It feels like 1985. <laughs> We've got over 50 songs written. 
<laughs> Rob the new bassist has brought in some really good ideas. He's really spearheaded the effort. Uh, groundbreaking Rob, in legend. Right Rob's positive energy that he brings to the band. <laughs> well, he gets us out of the dumps on those long days in the studio <laughs> with like, wow. this particular producer. <laughs> I don't know who did the last one. Was it Rick Rubin again? No idea, man. Okay, who cares? Um, countdown on the website. <laughs> Um, Hetfield's war against Hetfield. <laughs> uh, reference to used wrist from 1982. We haven't used any other albums. Yeah. There'll be a sequel song, yeah. and there'll be a one with European tour with one or two new songs. Yeah. We fucking did it. Fucking we did predicted that we fucking predicted the biggest oh, brand so in, in metal. How many, how many articles do we have to read before we get bingo? Or are we just gonna? We don't. We don't need to read any of them, uh, Roy. As you well know, these are gonna be thrust in front of our faces <laughs> by the fucking algorithm that whatever label they're assigned to throws money at. Cool, cool. So right. anyway, so there's that, and I'm gonna block fucking Dave Grohl. <laughs> just in person, it's like fuck yeah. Grohl. Right, shall we move on to our feature for the day and oh, uh, what may what may be the fucking please, feature man. of this last decade? <laughs> fucking please, man. I, let's let's go public, man. Let's go public. Let's go public. Yeah, I've been harboring this for so long, Larry. Yeah. Okay, so right, I'm gonna just share my screen and all that bollocks, mate. Yep. Right. Okay. So I say that I'm gonna leave Jim to explain this properly, but this is something we have been batting around for years, but only just started working on properly in the past couple of weeks. I say working on properly, Jim has done all of the uh, <laughs> heavy lifting with this. I'm just here to give my perverted commentary right. on what's about to come. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we literally we started talking about this about 10 years ago, and yes, I mean 10 years ago, yes, when I'd spotted something rather obscure in the background of a Channel 4 TV show. Um, when I spotted this thing, which you were about to see, uh, you came in and went it's the secret channel for metal head <laughs> and then we both <laughs> yeah then we we both sort of surmised that we believe that there is a uh, someone in the channel Four production department working mm-hmm. in the years uh, 2000 possibly 2006 up to about 2008 <laughs> who was sneak who was sneaking obscure metal references <laughs> in the background of um of your favorite televisuals yes yeah on channel four on nope. channel four yes Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Nowhere else. Right. So I've done a timeline. <laughs> the timeline's brilliant. I've, I've <laughs> tracked our conversations about this for the last ten years. <laughs> and now, there's one. There's there's something that's wrong with this though because we, well, I'm, I can definitely speak for myself. I haven't really watched any TV for the past ten years. Not especially not Channel Four. So yeah. there could be some glaring uh, absences yes. which are painfully obvious, which we don't know about. Yeah. But let's just jump into it. There's two concrete bits of information and evidence. Um, two con- absolute concrete, as in like ones which I think are beyond doubt prove the existence of a secret cheeky sod sneaking yeah. in obscure metal things. And then yeah. there's some other hearsay. There's one which you argue is evidence and I don't think it is. Yes. Um, but let's just hash it out. Let's just fucking go. Right. Number one. So... Back in... <laughs> this program's amazing. I love it. <laughs> so... Exhibit A, B, please, the cards. Right, actually, you know what? I'm going to name drop them because if um, if we feature them on a podcast, they'll give us half a year uh, premium. I, mean, I could really use this for the thing I'm writing for the um, the Roadrunner history. 
All right, yeah, yeah, well, right. yeah. So it, this this is um, it's just called timeline editor. You can find it at time.graphics.editor. So check it out. It's really fucking useful. Anyway, what you're looking at is a screenshot from a television uh, program called uh, The Egypts. Well, actually, it's technically called The Comedy Showcase, The Egypts. Now, back in the day, Channel 4 used to do what Amazon did a few years ago, which was they produced about 10 pilots, or I think, let's be more realistic, about four or five. Uh, and they'd broadcast these pilots on The Comedy Showcase over four or five weeks, and the ones that got the best reception were picked up. Mm-hmm. So I never saw The Egypts. I never saw The Egypts. But I saw this fucking down poster in the background of the shop. I can confirm that we are looking at a poster that is definitely the the down logo in the background of this shop behind a bloke who looks like he's a bouncer. Yeah, let's let's just be completely clear. We're putting this on YouTube. I'm capturing the screen now to show you all this stuff on YouTube. But for the audience who are listening on the podcast, the true the true uh, disciples, who the true fucking Krieg warriors listening to this necro style with no visuals. Yeah, there's a down poster in a TV show, and it's 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 not just any it's not just any fucking down poster. It's to support the third album over the under, and given the timing of this broadcast which was October 2007. The album came out in September 2007. That's not a fucking coincidence. That's no. too specific. See, this and is thing, my, Yeah. Sorry, one more thing. And when you skirt through that show, there's no other fucking metal posters kicking about in that pub, in that scene, mm-hmm. in that show, ever. Mm-hmm. It's just See, this down. Yeah, this is my thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to have more credence with the second piece of evidence as well. But these two first pieces of evidence than not what you'd get if you just typed metal into a search engine or if you went to someone you like metal what metal bands are you into at the minute that metal bands you into at the minute could do but nah it's it, anyone it, with yeah. any surface level understanding of how metal you know of, of like the yeah. metal scene knows that down aren't ubiquitous yeah <clears throat> you had to start appeal it's only one onion layer below what you'd normally get yeah. but it's certainly too obscure for a fucking a cheeky Channel 4 show trying yes. to make it, you know, producing a pilot with the hopes of, of, of you know, working yes. its way into... A stressed, into... Out, a stressed out runner or something like that, you get a metal poster, they just, like, pick up, you know, they just go, rock poster, Iron Maiden, done. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So, that's number one. And I'm just saying, now that's de- that's deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> This has been torturing me for 12 years. Yeah, we're putting this next been... on the line and saying, this is deliberate, this is not an accident. Now, the next bit of informa- uh, bit of evidence is... Um, links up. Basically, it's, it's the same sort of deal. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond reproach. Right? So, yes. uh, Egypt came about... Um, what date is that? 26th of October, 2007. And thus begins, if you're looking at the timeline, the reign of the secret metal head, which is all <laughs> faded red. <laughs> yeah, secret metal head reign of terror. Uh, it marks I'm like, the first. I'm involved in this, but I'm not involved in this at all. And this is hilarious. <laughs> it's, it marks the first appearance of what we assume is the secret metal head, which is the Aegis, and straight through to the last appearance of the secret metal head, <clears throat> or at least that's what I think. Anyway, next is popular Channel Four TV show, The Inbetweeners. Which one? Um, if anyone wants to know what teenage boys are actually like, watch the Inbetweeners. I can confirm, having been a teenage boy, the, the Inbetweeners is not a comedy series; it's a fucking documentary. 
So um, this is season one, episode one, and it was broadcast in the 1st of May 2008. Uh, ran for three seasons, and this pops up every so often in it, and I will go into more detail on that. But what we're looking at is, in the show, it's about, uh, as you said, some male UK, UK teenagers at school uh, getting up to all sorts of hijinks. They have a common room where all the students congregate, and it's uh, nice and generic teenager things, like there's a pool table, there's like a fucking drinks fridge and all that shit, and there's person on the wall, Green Day, Public Enemy, all the sorts of shit you'd see like in Freshers' Week at university. However, there's one piece of fucking evidence, again mm-hmm. pertaining to the existence of some guy who's sneaking in metal references, and that is a poster for the black metal band Mayhem's album. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Auto-add chaos. Auto-add chaos, that's it, sorry. Um, now, again, this is slightly, this is slightly different. This is because, slightly different. Yeah, for the reasons being, right. So I, when I first saw the down poster, uh, I initially thought, well, the timing can't be a coincidence because maybe Channel 4 has an arrangement with the wider music industry mm. and says, all right, um, Roadrunner at the time will we'll pay Channel 4 a few pennies and they can promote the album in the background mm-hmm. that doesn't stack up for down because the episode was broadcast a full month after the album was was released mm. and i don't think it was the i don't think there was any sort of delay in the scheduling it was advertised for a long time so i don't think it was intended to come around the same time and then was delayed um i just think it's a it's a bit of a stretch to say hey Raid roadrunner you paid us a few pennies and we're now going to promote your album a month after it's released so mm. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's it. And then with Autoad Chaos, it's a full year. A full year's gone between mm. that album coming out and this um, mm. episode being produced. I mean, yeah. uh, sorry, being broadcast. So given that the in between us was a full on season of episodes, mm-hmm. I, I even looked into how long it takes for these things to get made. <laughs> and I've <laughs> pitched, I've pitched a um, a production timeline starting. In the first of November two thousand seven, yeah. right up to the first of April two thousand eight. So I'm assuming two things. I'm assuming you're effectively looking at about an episode a month, roughly. And the reason I'm assuming that is because these are real locations they shot at. There was like a yeah. real school. It was like real locations in like a, a cul-de-sac. So yeah. it's not on a set. The availabilities, um, the availability long. of everything is slightly limited. <clears throat> and um, when I did some research on how like soaps are made it typically ends up being like if it's a soap it's like an episode a day or two mm-hmm. if it's a drama series it's about two weeks something in me in the middle this is a 22 minute comedy show on channel four it'll take about a week to film an episode roughly knowing yeah. that there's going to be some give and take there yeah. i think this is how long it takes and then if you look further if you look at, if you're looking at the timeline you'll see the egypt's yeah. production timeline and the in-betweeners production timeline they aren't too far apart no no, they're not, and it's one potential of those, crossover. Yeah, and I know there was a series of the Inbetweeners released every year because I watched them all as they came out. So like, yep. we've got here five months production time. It's it's not unrealistic, man. Is it? You know, you have no, your five not. months of filming it, and then you have your editing and shit, and then all your promo and crap, don't you? And then yeah, so it's it's really not unrealistic. Yeah. So well, let's just loop this straight back to the start. Yeah. There is a secret meta led in Channel Four. Oh, there is definitely because. Sneak- the- King yeah. in these things. There is, because with that Mayhem poster, once again, if we go on the law of sort of like, if we go on the Occam's razor of like Mayhem albums, it's not 
Ardo Ad Chaos because that was like a newer one that was a bit. Uh, if someone says Mayhem, the first thing that pops into your head is De Mysteries Dom Satanus. That's it. Mm. That's that's Mayhem. What? Oh, what's Mayhem's most famous album? De Mysteries, Mysteries Dom Satanus. You know, bang, done. So they'd have a poster for that up. So it's only if once again it's like give us a metal poster. But I I, I don't know. There's 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 got to be some taste gone in there. This guy going, oh. I like Mayhem's new albums out, innit? I quite like Mayhem's new album. You know what? I'll sneak it in there because that's the shit that I do. But also, but remember where we are with this, right? So Mayhem were notorious in the early 90s for being very closely associated <laughs> with, uh, you know, fucking murder and oh, yeah. burning down churches. So not only yeah. is this an obscure metal reference, that but not, it could be regarded... Is, yes. Yeah, yeah it, it's not only just an obscure metal reference, it could also be um, deemed politically contentious. If it was stretch, the, yeah. these days it could be. The, oh, fucking hell, these days it could be, even though Varg was nowhere near that album, but yeah. No, he was still in prison. I he think. was still in prison, yes. I could be full of shit. It doesn't matter. Anyway, point being, there's a dude running in the background supplying these things. Now, this is, this is those are the two kind of like uh, stalwart pieces of evidence. Yes. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through the in-betweeners bit because I think the way this sort of moves around over the next two years could give us credence to some supplementary theories which we have mm-hmm. and then i want to talk about your episode of skins yes. i want to talk about the other in betweeners piece of evidence yes. and i also want to talk about your the uh, this unconfirmed <laughs> bit of timeline here unconfirmed yeah you say you've seen some in Hollyoaks, and we <sighs> can't decide whether you have seen something in Hollyoaks or you've seen foxy goth birds and you're getting carried away so let's yeah, just we'll move on. Just move there. on to let's just move on into into season two, the in between us. So everything stayed hunky dory in season one. The main poster stayed exactly where it was, uh, and there was no other totally obvious uh, metal references. Season two, they've slammed <laughs> a fucking Green Day poster. It's how tiny it is, <laughs> just with a crappily fucking fun drum circle. <laughs> Jimmy, are you are you there? Do you have this on a border on with all your bits of string to it and like an asterisk <laughs> piled up with tab ends? When when I when I initially did this, um, I was able to do screenshots of the actual um, show from Channel Four. <clears throat> now, when I open up the print screen sort of function, it grays out, so I had to take a picture on my phone. <laughs> Point. But what you're looking at for people who are on the podcast, um, previously the main poster was just next to an NWA poster. That was it. That's how it was positioned. Now it's moved over several inches to the left, and now a Green Day poster has been slotted in. Yeah. Ah, wait a minute. Ah, Jim, can we? Could we possibly? And this is might be me throwing it out and getting way into the weeds of conspiracy here. But could we also say that um, that's NWA? Were they on Def Jam at some point? Which is the one where Rick Rubin was heavily a producer. Because that's not just any rap band is it it's and why would kids today have nwa you'd have 50 cent or something like that or someone that was around you wouldn't have nwa would you nwa were an item for nearly two decades oh, no, about 15 years at this point i think they, they wrapped up yeah no pun intended um yeah early 90s yeah, when easy he died yeah but def jam and stuff it had slayer on it didn't it rick rubin and everything it was big in metal so yeah. were, were they def jam or were they um death row I don't, let me let me check, Jim. This will be my one bit of research to it. So, oh, cheers, mate. I've been waiting fucking twelve <laughs> years for you to pull a fucking finger out on this one. But while you're doing that, um, oh no, no, Rick Rubin tried signing NWA to Def Jam. Okay, right, right. Okay, so no, they weren't on. Ooh, no. Wait a minute. Yeah, what the? 
<clears throat> yeah, songs were written from various labels, including Def Jam. So I think, no, oh no, no, sorry, no, that's NWA The Legacy, right? Okay, I, I, I have done a bit of research on our two sort of links as well, uh, as in between yeah. Down and, and Mayhem. They aren't label friend, uh, label buddies either. No. Uh, Down was Roadrunner, and Mayhem was an independent French label. Mm. So there's no way a parent company would be acting on their behalf in this yeah. case. Um, again, another point for a promotional cycle, um, that theory. Green Day had an album out that year in 2009 when this season two kicked in. Yeah. Uh, that was 21st Century Breakdown. Um, so that was happening as well. So, you know, I, I still think that's not a good... I, I still want to throw a grenade at that theory just because the Mayhem one, the Mayhem, Mayhem album was a good year before. Mm. And the down one was a, a month before, but there is there's some tenuous link there, I think. And also to the right of the NWA poster, there's a, a Public Enemy one. Again, mm. these are like ubiquitous posters you'd find in any sort of university student's bedroom, except for the fucking metal ones. Yeah, except for the metal ones. But Public Enemy, Public Enemy were on Def Jam. Okay. So that's the Rick Rubin link that I've now tenuously just thought of in the past five seconds just to have something to say rather than laughing at your fucking picture taking feels. <laughs> this is the best you're ever going to get. Look, you wanted yeah. metal metal production quality. You've got it. Oh, hells yes. Hell. You, oh, yeah. Also, I made a boom, um, uh, a pop boom uh, right. out of my girlfriend's tights, which I've just wrapped over the end of this microphone. <laughs> it's not worked. All the peas are still coming out nice and poppy. But yeah. who cares? I'm, I've got a webcam coming, so yeah, that'll be fun. Anyway, back to the theory. Right. So, so I, this isn't part of the core theory. This is now a supplementary thing. So we think at this point, there's some sort of, there's definitely an influence as to how these walls are being decorated. Mm. Because everything else is the same. It's just there's a Green Day poster now in between mm. NWA and Mayhem for some, for some fucking reason. Mm. We don't know why. So let's move on. Mm. Reign of Terror continues, simply because I haven't seen anything else. <laughs> Oh god! Many children were scarred by the subtlety of the reign of terror of the Channel Four Metland. Um, and then season three premiere, thirteenth of September two thousand ten. Yeah, it's fucking gone. It's gone. Mm. Mayhem post is gone. Green Day is still there. If I'm not mistaken, NWA and Public Enemy are still there on the yes, right of this are. one. Yes. Um, oh, those who you who are watching on YouTube, yeah, most British students are poxy shitheads like that yeah yeah we were we were cool students so it's fine but they're gone it's gone so the theory is you got sacked for for being too metal for being too metal that is the only explanation of this anywhere yeah 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 um and that's it those are our two pieces of evidence but we think that (laughs) we think (laughs) shut up (laughs) the the thing is that they are so strong these two pieces of evidence they're so obscure they and they're so out there in terms of even metal references. There's no way this was an accident. No, there was no way so, that was an accident. So on the on the strength of of the main sort of exhibits A and B, mm. we want to find the guy responsible for this. Yeah, we do. And we want to presumably buy him a pint or something like that. Yes, we do. Or have him on the podcast to explain his life as the secret channel for metal terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> so should we should we go on into... Um, let's start with Hollyoaks, where you say you've seen something. Or am I right in saying you've just seen some foxy goth birds and you got carried away? No, what the Hollyoaks connection, Jim... Is it was this was my bit of researching in it. The Hollyoaks connection come from if you scan all the way back to 
the end of the timeline. So not the first bit, the, the end of it. Yeah. So we've got here, we've got in, no, the in-betweeners thing there. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the stretch. So the in-betweeners, uh, series two, episode one, the fe- the one featuring, um, there we go. We have the picture of, I've got her name up now because I forgot it. Uh, Hannah Toynton as Tara. Yeah. Who's yep. a, it was a rock chick in it and stuff. And now this one, Jim, this this is why this is a stretch, but I think it is still the influence of the Channel 4 Metalhead because in the, I know this episode quite well because I fucking love the in-betweeners, yeah. So in yep. this episode, they go to see... She says she reads... She says she reads NME, yeah, and goes to local gigs and shit like that. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's not metal. So that's the script writer. This is not the influence of the Channel 4 Metalhead who's obviously something to do with the props, mm-hmm. yeah, and the costume. And now the band that they go to see in this... They are a sort of like emo rock band. They are not an Iron Maiden sort of band. So it's mm-hmm. one of them where if if they're meant ever to be on with the band, they'd have got a, a T-shirt of that band or like My Chemical Romance or some shit. Right, like, I'm going to jump in here because, because I'm going to jump in because I had the exact same train of thought and I'm going to fill in this gap that you've got. If yeah. to link her the joke with her reading Enemy... Yeah, and to link the t-shirt she was wearing and going to a sort of generic local sort of pop punky gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. You, yeah, you, Joy Division. Get a Joy Division t-shirt on. Yeah, exactly. That's that. what would. Yeah. That's what would have been it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Joy Division. You know, Smiths. The Smiths. You know, my cam- Yeah, that would that would have been the joke. But no, they picked an Iron Maiden t-shirt, and that was an Iron Maiden t-shirt. One of the more modern ones, isn't it? That was knocking around at that time. Nah, no. This is Peace of Mind '83. There was. Yep, correct. It, right. it was definitely Peace of Mind 83. But the, the, the way with Maiden T-shirts are, they're, they're always revamped. They're always around in some uh, in some sense. So this isn't a T-shirt no, from 1983. No, I'm pretty sure they had this one around in 2005 when they were doing the early days tour. Yeah, but then this is the thing as well. That's specific. It's not like Iron. It's not like band T-shirts where you get them at fucking Topshop and shit, is it? Where it's no. Number of the Beast, which you know because my mate bought one when we went to see Maiden and I ripped the fucking piss out of him for it. So. <laughs> Aaron, I'm still not sorry. You're still a pussy for buying your fucking Maiden T-shirt from Topshop. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah this, I mean, but... it, it, I'm, I'm trying to say it It was available all, all throughout. There were peaks mm. and troughs, but I see your point. <clears throat> but the way this goes to Hollyoaks is through my digging, Hannah Toynton, and I completely forgot this when I saw her in, the, in between us, she was in Hollyoaks. So this right, is why okay. I went down the Oliox route, Jim, because I thought she could be the secret Channel 4 metalhead, but she has nothing to do with the early bits of the in-betweeners, but she was around at Channel 4, so it might not be a he, it could be a she. So this is, um, remember that film that came out a few years ago where Shakespeare is a woman? Yes. It's that. It's that, but... It's that. What if the secret metalhead was um, an actor <laughs> that had nothing to do with the series that we're on about? Yeah. At the time. No, I, see, I, see, I see where you're at. I mean, why yeah. not? But she, she was she was knocking around at Channel Four before the Inbetweeners, yep. so she was there throughout the entire timeline of the Secret Channel Four Metalhead. You know what, mate? I've never seen her and the Secret Metalhead in the same room together. Neither have I. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think there there is there's a stretch as well on behalf of the theory at large because, as you said before, there the 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 link between the other two bits of evidence were props. This is costume. Yep. The umbrella term for, uh, in, in terms of production would be this is art department stuff. Yeah. So and there could there could be some crossover there, and there could there be is, a link. There isn't, Jim, because I checked all this. I checked all the art departments for the in between us and a couple of episodes of Ollie Oaks with her in it. 
Um, so that I've got I've got an embarrassing Excel document which is just name after name after name after name after name after name after name where I'm just crossing it all off. There's only one person that links. Um, uh, the one per- I think there's only one person that links all everything, and it's a casting director and who oh. appears across across a few things. Oh, but I've I've written that off because that could be anything. I don't think they're a metal head. I don't think a casting director would come in and say, you know what, there's a band called Down. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, that seems too too much. Let's well, let's then, move on to go on. Sorry. Yeah, but then I suppose the casting director would be gone by the time production happens. So yep. there might not yep. be, you know, because it could be one of these like, oi, Terry, you're into that metal shit. Uh, you what what the metal heads like, and he's just got his favourite band of the week, and he's like, fucking down, mate. We all love down. Right, let's get a down poster. Is this the right yeah, one? Yeah. No, no, no. We need the Nola poster. That's the one that all the kids love. Right, we'll get the down Nola poster up. That could be an explanation. It could be some guerrilla guerrilla terrorism like that. It, it could be it's like mm. it's not even his role to put posters up. He just suggests the posters and then bangs them up. Yeah, okay. maybe, maybe. We just don't know. And maybe someone out there does. Maybe someone out there does, yes. Right, anyway. Uh, this is your... This is what I'm... Con- I'm, I'm calling it an unconfirmed link. You think that the yeah. Secret Metal Lead uh, exists in an episode of Skins, another popular yes. Channel 4 TV show. Episode yes. 5... Sorry, Season yes. 5, Episode 2, broadcast yes. on the 3rd of February, 2011. Yes, I think this because um, I'm on IMD... Well... From what I remember from this episode is it was about a metalhead, but once again, it wasn't all the bands he mentioned wasn't generic stuff. It wasn't popular stuff that teenagers were into at that time. I definitely mm. remember Napalm Death being mentioned, and I am gonna season five, episode two. I'm really gonna check because I know there was a, I know there was a band in one of the episodes right when I was when I was checking this. So now, Napalm Death is in the episode. Yeah, that's what I mean. And he, there's a Slayer reference. There's yeah. all sorts. It is yeah. a metal. It's a metal episode. It's a metal. Yeah, it's a metal episode. But once again, it's one of these where it's actual metal. It's not metal that was popular at the time. Correct. Because I don't think. Uh, fuck. What, when was that? What, what year were we on? Two thousand eleven. Third of February. Third of February. It's like. It's, uh, the, I know the I know Napalm Death and Slayer have been releasing throughout that time, but once again, it's. It's not as if there were albums where it was like, oh my fuck, you know, it's like when God Hates Us All came out, I remember that, but that was way earlier, and like the albums after that, it's, was Christ, no, Christ Illusion was before 2011, wasn't it? Uh, Christ Illusion was 2006, this one would yeah. be World Painted Blood 2009, um, yeah. and I think there was Repentless, which is 2013, I think that's been that's it for them, I, mean. I think, I mean. it might be full of shit. But once again, it's one of these where it's like, it's like, you know, are there a couple of good songs on those albums? Yeah. Uh, they w- were Slayer in all the music press at that time. No. Mm. Same with Nip, I'm Death. It's one I've, of I've, got, I've got some piss for your parade on this one. <sighs> so the creator of Skins and the writer of this episode is a metalhead. Ah. So I think that's where it's come from. Because he just ah. knows, because he's a proper heavy metal um, dude. Um, oh, is this Mr. Brian, Brian Elsey, is it? Is that his name? I can't um, remember. It says creator and writer. Um, yeah, one of them. His full bio now. So he, there's there's three people involved. There's a guy and his two kids. His two kids being around about 25 at the time this was made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he co uh, with his kids. All oh, right, I don't know. That is incredible. So, yeah, yeah. So basically, whoever wrote this episode, I can't remember exactly the name of the person, mm. is through and through a metalhead. Um, I wish I'd written it down. Actually, I should. I should have done that. Um, so I think. But the thing is, it, 
it's such an on-the-nose episode of metal mm. things happening. I actually went and looked at his back catalogue of, of work as well, and he has a Netflix series, um, mm. which I dug into. But again, because uh, I didn't really give this theory much credence, I haven't really nailed down. Right, okay. But I think he might know who the secret metalhead is. I if think, there's anyone. Yeah, if there's anyone, it's this guy. Yeah. Fucking Elgium. Are we, are we all not having... Wait, hang on. Wait, you just ha- hang on one cotton-picking minute. Right. I've made a short list. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I made a short list, and I'm going to censor out the names. Um, and I'm going to bring it. I'm not, I know I will bring it to the screen. I'll just read it out. Yeah. So, there's the art director for the Egypts. Yeah. Each episode, each um, season of the Inbetweeners had a yeah. different art director. Yes. Um. However, there is one props master for the Inbetweeners. Yes. Throughout. Yes. I can't find contact information for the prop master. <laughs> I've found contact information for the art director for season three. Mm-hmm. But that's when that's when we're saying that the secret metal head's been sacked because yes. the, the, the poster's gone. The poster's gone, yeah, it's taken the posters with him. The art director, the art director for season two um, shares his name and potentially his bloodline with uh, the cinematographer for the for the Indiana Jones film series. So every time you try and Google him, it's just obituaries for this poor sod that's died um, after another, working on another filmmaking bloodline has ended. This, this is it. This is it. I think it's his son who is the art director for the Inbetweeners, but you'll never know because every time you type his name in, it comes up with fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark anecdotes. Okay. okay. I can't find any uh, contact information for the art director for the Inbetweeners season one. Mm-hmm. However, I emailed the art director for the Egypt. Yeah. And the website on which this person, I'm not going to name, even though you could find that in the name very easily, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to name because I didn't, I didn't consent. She didn't give me a consent, yeah, consent yeah, to yeah, be yeah. dragged into this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I got the contact information from a website, like a, one of the CV websites, like a portfolio website, yeah. that was seemingly two years out of date, so I wasn't expecting anything. She came back within 40 minutes. Wow. So I wrote an email to this individual, yeah. basically saying, uh, you know what, I'll just read it out. Make, makes for great content, this shit. <laughs> right. Hi, name. My name's Jim, and I'm writing on behalf of the podcast I host, The Temple of Blair, and I'm getting in touch uh, in your capacities, our director. You what? Posh email voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Half of the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm getting in touch in your capacity as art director on the above 2007 comedy showcase episode. Um, is, by the way, it's entitled The Egypt 2007 Channel 4 Secret Metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> There's one specific prop in this episode that I'm home to pick your brains on. Now, this is the part where I apologize for the sheer obscurity and weirdness of this request. Sorry. <laughs> too long didn't read Um, I actually put this in the email I suspect that a fan of metal music was operating in the channel 4 props department yeah props well how do you say how do you say um, metalhead to someone who's not metalhead or someone who could be someone so departed from that you know just be like oh you love did you ever work with a big airy knuckle dragging metalhead who was like slapping up posters and fucking down everywhere yes or no 
<laughs> I, okay, stop interrupting. I suspect that a fan of metal music was operating in the Channel 4 props department between 2007 and 2008 and has left clues in some popular Channel 4 productions around that time. Illegal, Tim, you should have just put illegally operating <laughs> the guerrilla terrorist. We want to try for crimes against culture. <laughs> <laughs> About a decade ago, a friend and I both observed separate instances of metal clues being left in different Channel 4 productions around the time. I have made it our mission to identify the person responsible and buy that person a drink. End of TLDR. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in the case um, of the episode of the Comedy Showcase that you worked on, one of the props, blah, 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 you get it. Um, here is my train of thought. That specific poster for that specific band is, one, quite an obscure artifact in of itself, mm -hmm. two, quite timely, mm -hmm. given the production timeline, three, um, therefore the presence of a down poster is absolutely no accident, blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously, I didn't mention anything else mm -hmm. because they were only going to be referring yeah, to the Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, then I pitched two theories. I say theory one, my initial theory was that given the timings of these appearances of obscure metal band merchandise, there must be a promotional arrangement. Blah, blah, blah. We already talked about this. However, on closer inspection, the timing doesn't work out. Blah. Theory two. Someone in the art or props department snuck in some merchandise of their favorite bands without anyone knowing or caring while working broadly across Channel 4 and mm -hmm. E4. Mm -hmm. um, and, and his or her efforts have, unbeknownst to them, been torturing me and my co-hosts for the past 13 <laughs> years. <laughs> I, I didn't know any of the text of this email, but I fully sanction every word of this. <laughs> so the question is, name, um, can you shed any light at all as to why there is a down poster in that particular episode of the Company Showcase? Um, to be clear, I've managed my expectations to prefer, prepare for either no response or a one-line response of, Jim, I have no idea what you're on about. Please seek help. <laughs> in which case, that's absolutely fine, and I thank you for sticking with me this far. P.S. We are not suffering from crack-induced paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, ta-da. Have a great day. Let me know. Blah, blah, blah. Good oh, blah. All the rest of Good it. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, so, comes back. Ha! This is hilarious. Perhaps one of my favorite emails ever. <laughs> so, so I'm going to try and do a bit of sleuthing for you. Here we go. It won't be an accident that it was there. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. I was pretty tight about making sure we had all the posters approved, but it was so long ago, I'm going to have to get an old computer out of storage to wow. look at the file. It might not be a very exciting answer, though. Like the production secretary uh, block approved a load of posters or something without any love, care, or attention. Uh, but sometimes we would use things that might come from a prop man who knows the bands or something like that. I'll get back to you. Okay. Um, so she comes back uh, less than an hour after that saying, Hi, Jim. Didn't get too far. There's no record of it in my files. Here's what I think happened. And I say this with some reluctance that I fear I can feel your excitement drain away <laughs> with every word. <laughs> <laughs> on a show like that I would go to the person who's in charge of clearing posters for televised usage that's usually the production secretary mm -hmm. I probably have asked them to clear as many band posters as they can for me so they write to lots of different companies to block request as much promotional stuff as possible and get it all signed off uh -huh. I think I was handed a load of posters to put on walls and that's where the down poster came in, came in. so it's not very mon a romantic end to your treasure hunt however there are lots of prop men who I work with who may well have been aware of down and wanted it to be in the back of the shot. So maybe your man is still out there, right under my nose. 
maybe I worked with him and I don't even know it. Keep the dream alive. My God, I think we will name. I think we fucking will. Mm. I'm not going to name her. No, no. You can, you, can find, you can find out by just looking for the Egypts and looking for the art director and then thanking them in their own capacity. Um, but yeah, yeah so all, all the blissiples on Twitter if you want to do that, because I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I, don't think she, yeah, I don't think she's on Twitter. Anyway, and I send her, and I send her a, a big sort of like thank you response, basically saying, you've by slapping on a Sherlock hat, you've over-delivered and you've just driven me further down the rabbit hole because this is a, this is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just a, a guy, a lowly peon on yeah. the production floor who's yeah. uh, cherry-picking particular yeah. bands. Yeah. That's what we think's happened. That's what the art director, the Egypts, thinks has happened. That's happened. Yeah. So we're in the right ballpark in terms of theories, but it doesn't bring us any close to finding the individual. Ah, damn. But secret channel four metalhead, if you are out there, you get a pint from each of us. Now, be careful because I don't want any fucking prick coming out and going, Yeah, that was me. That was me. Uh Dan was it? Yeah, send us the pint. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, well, oh, have we thought of some proof? Um, we'll think. We'll come around. We'll 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 come around to that once we get there. I mean, I think the minute the objective is to ask the disciples and anyone else out yeah. there who's listening to this, have you seen any other instances of obscure metal references in a Channel Four show in the past twenty years? <laughs> in the twenty years that we don't know about, because you have less of a life than we do, and you've dedicated time to this. Uh, I've already checked Shameless. It's not in Shameless. Nothing in Shameless. Yeah. There is a, a Jimi Hendrix poster, but I've I've deemed that to be yeah, too no, too pop culture. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, the the secret Channel Four. Met, yeah, I think he, I think it was just that era, and then I just drifted off watching Channel Four, so I might have just missed all sorts. But I've been driven away from Channel Four for reasons I can't remember why. And that's it, mate. And that's it. So I'm gonna edit this together into a YouTube video. It's not gonna be very good. It's gonna be the timeline. Yeah. And then probably some stock pictures of me and you drunk or something. But it's more for the people who don't really listen to podcasts. They can just look yeah. at that. Cool. But, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But people who listen to the podcast, just get onto our Twitter feed and I'll post everything of substance there. Yeah, look, look at that. And like I said, if you've got contacts, reach out sort of thing. I'm going to try and, I'm going to try and talk to my my sources and uh, a possible a possible guest for the show. You might know someone who possibly knows someone who knows someone. I don't know, but we can always check, can't we? This is it. Now, when, this is this is the 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 watershed moment for this podcast, um, Rob. Right. Because now we're effectively going public and asking strangers. Look, we've done four episodes of a shit podcast that sounds shit and looks shit, but we want your help in finding this really this one individual who might even be dead, and want to find a needle in a haystack so we can give him a pint. So we can give him a pint because that's the only reward you get from the creators and hosts of this podcast. Whatever you do for us, you will be maximally rewarded with a pint. One <laughs> per person per night because we are that fucking Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> you get to live with the satisfaction that you've been um, sub- entering the subconscious of uh, a, a, a TV channeling, uh, yeah. a, a TV watching youth for 13 years. There could be a Mayhem fan out there now who doesn't know why they're into Mayhem. I'll tell you what, right, if if you do something for the podcast and we deem it pint-worthy, you get a pint and you also get to join in with, we'll, we'll have you on the show where you uh, join in with our bless section when we have another bless section, so you can tell us your favourite bless. Yeah. Uh, uh, is, is, that, is that fair, Jim? Am I That's totally fair. That's yeah. totally fair. The entire point of this podcast is to, to talk to people <laughs> who like metal before we sort of sink away into our middle-class existence and forget metal ever existed. This is very true. This is very true. So, 
any prick who wants to come and have a, have a chat with us. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, hang on, wait a second. No, anyone who wants to chat with us can do something that we deem worthy, as you fucking said. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and. And once again, because we are that Yorkshire, we will be the final judges of what is pint worthy after we've seen it. I think you're putting us on All a right. pedestal which we don't really, we haven't earned, which I think is hilarious. So I'm sticking with it. <laughs> right. Okay. So that that's the secret metal head. There's a guy operating somewhere um, in Channel Four. At least he oh, was girl. between 2007 girl. and eight. It, it could still oh, be. Girl. It could be Hannah Toynton. I'm just saying it still could be Hannah Toynton. Yeah, there's a supplementary theory that it's Hannah Toynton. Probably, I don't think it's Hannah Toynton. Um, it could be though. I'm not going to deny it. Could be Hannah Toynton. I'm going to I'm going to try and reach out to the creator skins and say, do you have any fucking clue what you've done? Because because you came in with skins being your main theory as to why there's a secret metalhead. That was your main one. I might have pissed on your parade a little bit, but we've definitely got some substance. Yeah. And I think... If, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, I well, don't think there's many metalheads at Channel 4, so I think they'd sort of, like, you know, give each other a nodding corridor sort of thing and, you know, give a... Do a, like, devil on fist bump or some shit, like, like you know, to make themselves known to each other so they didn't get ousted yeah. at the same time because one of them's been ousted, but then the skins guy wasn't ousted. I need to... I need <clears> to find the props master. Hmm. Um, the props master for the in-betweeners he's been working non-stop for, for, he's been working since about 2000 it's not a lot of breaks between what he's been doing mm. I can't find any contact details for him mm. um, again I'm not going to name him I don't want to drag him into this shit you can find him if you really want mm. um, yeah I also tried to find the um, costuming person for um, season 2 of the in-betweeners mm. who would be responsible for the maiden shirt Mm. Um, she's an award-winning costume person, and I can't find anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep, yep, yep. We... So help us, everyone. Yeah. Give on, because obviously we need fucking help. We need some serious <laughs> fucking help. We're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to go to my grave knowing who snuck these posters in. Definitely, definitely. Right. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because let's I'm... let's do it because we, we've gone on too long. Right. Um, what the fuck have you been playing at? Tell me uh, everything. Right. What have I been playing at? I. I had I had some up for this and I've completely forgotten what the fuck. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I have um I have built a prototype gym of a runic Viking bracelet. <sighs> is it another is it another gift for my daughter to to lead her away from the um the warming light of God? <laughs> yes, Jim, it will be. That she's just going to get inundated with weird, weird shit. The further I go down this um, heathen rabbit hole that I am rolling myself into, I so, appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's all right. So yeah, um, it, I, I did all the braiding myself for the bracelet. I did all the carving out of a branch. The only problem was um, I needed something to attach it, so I used cable ties. And this is mm. why it's a prototype and not the uh, not the real thing. Are you flogging this? Are you using this podcast to flog your uh, your Viking tat? I, I might do when I have enough Viking tat to flog. No, I, will defi- I will definitely use this podcast to flog Viking tat when I have enough Viking tat of worthy quality to flog. I, I have seen your craftsman tat, and it isn't bad craftsman tat My if craftsman you're into tat, that thing. It's not bad. It's going to get better, but yeah... yeah. I'm I'm definitely thinking of a line of Yule decorations so we can uh, reclaim Yule and call it what <laughs> it properly is. And I will rant on more about that the closer we get to Yule because I'm not calling it Christmas this year. It's going to be called fucking Yule. It's about feasting and drinking. 
that's what it's about. It's not about anything else. We celebrate Yule in this country by not even not even without <laughs> any effort. And I've gone into my rant now, but yeah, we celebrate Yule in this country without any effort. No one gives a shit about God or Jesus. We give a shit about getting pissed and eating food, which is fucking Yule. There. You'll regret saying that. Uh, I, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm kind of with you. So there's that, and then just the uh, announcement that uh, it is uh, my special feature next week, which I am not going to say what it is, but it will be a lot shorter and a lot less in-depth than Jim's, and I'm now kind of <laughs> embarrassed to do it, but I will spend every working minute trying to make it good. <laughs> <laughs> No, it'll be great, man. I mean, the only reason the only reason I've kind of busted nut and getting this done is because we have been talking about it for thirteen years, and I genuinely believe it. it there's a dude out there who who deserves a pat on the back yeah, for slipping yeah, in a fucking Mayhem poster into a mainstream Channel Four show. Definitely. definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Right. So, what the fuck have you been up to then? This. <laughs> now, the, to be honest, in terms of what's been taking my time, right? It's it's been this episode getting the stuff ready for this, because mm. um, I started looking at this about a year ago on a whim on an afternoon when the baby was asleep, and I was like, "Fucking hell, let's try and find some." Um, so I've been getting all those notes together and doing this, but I've also my feature in the next two two weeks from now, which is the fifteenth of September, yeah. uh, I'm starting my sort of low key shitty documentary series on the history of Roadrunner Records. So I've been writing a fuck ton on that. Awesome. And it's right. extremely productive. Cool. Yeah, and like I said, um, at some point in the near future, we could have a guest from the wider world of music, and we'll, we'll figure out how we're doing that, if he's going to do the entire episode with us, if he's just going to do a segment, or if he's going to do it at all, because he was fucking hammered when I suggested this to him. <laughs> can't wait can't wait <laughs> can't wait so we'll leave it there because I'm busting for a piss so uh, good blair uh, good blair mate I'll, I, oh, what am I going to say oh yeah so uh, follow us on twitter uh, temple of blair b-l-e-h um, also I'm robber jet spelled like Boba Fett you're on fuck all I'm on fuck um, all that was an absolute marathon I think it was as long as one we've done so far okay. but we're going to we're going to reach out we're going to find this fucking guy Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're going to find this bastard and buy him a reasonably priced pint. <laughs> Not a calibre. <laughs> Not a calibre, no. Proper alcohol. Absolutely. Not no, less. No, no, like I said, like I said at the start, we'll buy him a fucking deeper. This guy deserves a deeper. Yeah, I might even throw in some KBS, some Kentucky yeah. breakfast style, yeah. just, to, yeah. just to sweeten the deal for him. Yeah, we'll buy him a deeper. That's what we'll do. Yeah. All right, mate. I'll let you go off for another piss. All right, cool. Yeah, good bless. Good bless. <laughs>